On this episode of Points and Travel, we'll be talking about how the CFPB is potentially going after credit card rewards. We'll also be talking about how Amex is raising the fee on its business gold card. And finally, we'll be talking about the future of aviation, how we're going from gas guzzling to battery power. Those stories coming up on this week in Points and Travel. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. If you are watching this on YouTube, there's something different going on. I actually have video this time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know it has been a minute since I've been here, but I've been trying to work on the podcast, make it something uh, a little more entertaining for everybody. So I hope this format works out for you. But yeah, we're going to get right into it. So we have three stories that we're talking about today. One will be covering the change to the American Express uh, business gold card. Another one will be talking about how uh, there's changes to potential changes in the future. There's changes uh, in terms of aviation. And this is basically talking about how uh, we'll have electric vehicles going, electric planes going to the future. And I'll give my thoughts on that. And the final thing we'll be talking about um, well, not the final thing, different order. But the first thing we'll be talking about is how the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or the CFPB, is potentially going after credit card rewards. So yeah, I'm gonna get into that story first, and we're gonna move on to the other stories after that. So let's uh, let me get to that real quick. So yeah, so the first story I'm talking about. The, um, this comes from uh, Bloomberg Law. So the story is basically talking about how the director of the CFP, uh, CFPB, or again, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, is uh, talking about how credit card rewards are a bait and switch. So he basically says that is a bait and switch that entices, is a tactic that entices people to sign up for credit card rewards. That is a no duh. That's that's kind of the point of credit card rewards. You're trying to sign up for them because, you know, they want to entice you. Any business will want to entice you to do things. But I digress. Anyways, he's basically talking about taking a look at the Electronic Fund uh, Trans- Transfer Act, or basically electronic payments. This is an act from uh, 1978 that looks at. Um, it's basically a law that is governing electronic payments, and it's trying to see. Are these um, rewards, are all these paybacks, these kickbacks, are they um, payments? This also goes for other things like crypto and things like that, uh, just different electronic uh, type of payments. And he thinks that there is a misrepresentation of how these points can be used. Now I'm going to stop there for a second because I don't know if this one is on the, the companies. I don't know if this is a problem for the companies because when you think about it, especially in this type of community, in the points and travel community, um, we use these points for a number of things. Some things we get low value on, some things we get a higher value on. But at the end of the day, these points can be redeemed for something. So I don't know if it's being rep- misrepresented. I can think off the top of my head. I know City, um, when you try- sign up for the City pr- uh, Premier card, it says this can be... Uh, depending on the value, let's say it's uh, 80,000 points. Um, these 80,000 points can be used for gift cards or uh, again, in terms of uh, the Chase Sapphires or the Chase Freedoms 
um, well, in terms of the freedom, not the sapphires, but in terms of freedoms, it basically says this is $200 in uh, value. Obviously, they're actually ultimate reward points, but you get what I'm saying. There are a multitude of ways that the points can actually be used, so I'm not really sure how there's misrepresentation. And also, on top of that, I'm not even sure if that's a problem. Um, when you think about it, I'm not sure if the points being misrepresented are a problem. Um, but yeah, they, they basically, they're basically saying that... Uh, and this is kind of like getting to the point of what they're trying to get at. They're talking about privacy in this case. They're trying to put it in the vein of privacy. But basically he says, I fear that the U.S. is lurching towards a consolidated market structure uh, like the one emerging from China. Uh, it blurs the lines between payment and commerce and creates incentives for excessive surveillance and even censorship. Now, when I first read this, because it was talking about how the CFPB is going after credit card uh, rewards. I don't exactly see how this is going after credit card rewards. I don't see how rewards in the in and of themselves are actually surveillance. Now, don't mind you, I get it in terms of actual um, monitoring with uh, swipe swiping the credit card or any type of digital asset where they can monitor like where where you were when you bought something amex can literally pinpoint where i was but i digress it's basically saying that there's a concern of privacy and the cfpb is uh trying to curtail that they're trying to have a little bit more oversight of how these banks and companies can um can uh, use these things i think they're looking at different companies like apple with apple pay and google with google pay and how they can uh monitor and track so there might be things along those uh aspects but the the, the article was talking about credit card rewards i'm not sure if that was just to entice me to read it but that is coming out this week and uh, they're basically and the reason i looked at this is is obviously because they, they started to talk about the dodd frank act and for those who don't know the dodd frank act was an act i think back in 2010 that basically um, the point of the act was to curtail uh, debit card um, transactions and allow more than one uh, company uh, or one payment uh, network to be used. And obviously, as you can see from that, they, uh, the, the points that would come from um, debit cards was basically pretty much destroyed. Um, and the, what's happening now is something similar uh, in terms of credit card war. So I thought this would be something similar to that, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, what the CFPB is going for in this one, but we'll have to wait and see um, and see like if anything actually comes from it But yeah, that's our first story the CFPB going after or potentially going after credit card rewards All right, I'm gonna move on to another story I was going for a few weeks in terms of uh, points and miles also I got married I got married this past Sunday uh, October 8th um, that was a great time, but I've been away from the story, so I've made an actual YouTube video on it, but I thought this podcast episode would actually be a good time to talk about this story. And that story I'm talking about is the Amex Gold. So the Amex Gold is going from a $295 annual fee up to a $375 annual fee. This will be happening effective February uh, 1st, 2024. So the thing about it is that this card is a workhorse card just like the gold card on the um personal side there has there were many 4x categories you basically can choose the top two 4x categories um i forgot exactly what the categories were uh i think there were it was something on restaurants uh something on gas something on 
online shipping and a, a couple others. I think airfare was also um, in there. Well, they got rid of a couple of those. I think the airfare uh, was one of them that they got rid of. Um, they also got rid of the online shipping. In, in its place, they have 3X. Let me actually go up to, uh, so I can find this real quick so I don't uh, misspeak. But yeah, they have 3X, but 4X still in your top two categories, though they removed the airline category and they removed the um, the online shipping category. I'll talk about more about that in a minute in, in terms of how they tried to fix it. But yeah, one of the things they did was they had, and this is kind of laughable if you ask me, they have 3X on flights uh, and pre-booked hotels on AmexTravel.com. Now, listen, I have nothing against AmexTravel.com, but that's not where I'm going to go if I'm going to try to book my flights. I will go anywhere. Mainly, I'll go through the... Um, actual airline itself and i'm trying to book it with cash um i will go through uh th other things like expedia for example or other ways i'll go about it i'm not going to book on amextravel.com just to get 3x <clears throat> excuse me just to get 3x i uh if i'm going to do that i'm going to use my uh, amex screen card you know if you follow my youtube channel uh, jp buffett everybody knows i love the amex screen card i think it's one of the best travel cards pure Amex travel cards that there is out there. Um, go check it out. Uh, it's a great card. But I'm not going to use 3X pre-booked uh, for the Amex goal, it, it, uh, business goal. It, it just doesn't make any sense for me personally. For you, it might. But for me personally, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, you still get the uh, the 4X on two categories capped at $150,000, uh, which for the right person might make it work. But yeah, let's back back. Let me scroll down. Let's back back real quick. So, like I said earlier, they took out the online. Or sorry, they took they took out the shipping, um, which for some people, especially if you have a business where you ship a lot of things, could be you know detrimental to your business. I don't know, but they did. And in the place of that, what they did was they put, um, in true Amex fashion, they put a two hundred and forty dollar flexible flexible business credit now listen i don't have any problems with credits i personally don't like credits i like to be able to use the, the full fee but i get i mean sorry the full uh cash amount but i get it i get the reasoning um but yeah this 240 dollar uh flexible business credit and this credit basically gives you um up 240 dollars in 20 dollars a month increments for FedEx, um, office supply stores, and Grubhub. Now, here's the issue. One, FedEx. I am not a fan of FedEx. I usually like to go uh, UPS, but that's neither here nor there. But the fact that you can only use FedEx and you're getting a credit for it and it's not going to that 4X category that you had before, that kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth personally. Uh, office supply stores, fine. I mean, it could be useful, but I just don't see the point of having a curtail me, basically putting me at $20 a month. I, especially if it's for a business, I might use need it more. And I think office supply stores was one of the Forex categories. So you're moving that and giving you $20. Maybe, maybe Amex was, you know, losing money on this. I don't know. I, I doubt they'll lose money on swipe fees. But either way, this is two of the things. And the third one, the bane of my freaking existence, especially for a business card is Grubhub or Seamless, whichever one you want to use. Why? Why? Just, I, I get, you still get Forex on restaurants, great, but 
I am so sick and tired of these credits on Grubhub and Seamless. I get it, people love to eat, but the fact that just give it, just make just make a twenty dollar credit I can use at any, you know, just give me the money back on any restaurant I go to. They have it. They literally have it on their um, what's card is it? The uh, Bonvoy um, Brilliant card. They have that twenty five dollar credit per month. Use their restaurants. Make it the same here. $20 a month credit use on restaurants. That's it. I do not need a $20 Grubhub, but maybe Amex is getting, you know, they're getting money back from Grubhub. I'm sure that pennies on the dollar for them. But for me, I'm just not a fan personally. Uh, I won't keep going on and on about this, but yeah, that that's uh, the thing they have. And on the other end, and this is, I find this funny also, you get $150, $155 credit, uh, $15 a month for Walmart Plus. Now, the funny thing about this one, is that if you are trying to optimize it all and if you love Amex, you probably have the Amex um, Platinum card, which also gives you this $155 uh, credit on, sorry, $12.95 a month. It's $155 credit on uh, Walmart Plus. So you're basically double dipping and the credits kind of overlap. So basically, in my mind, they're pulling a chase with their Freedom and Sapphire lines. You're basically giving me 3X on drugstores, 3X on dining everywhere. I, I just don't get it. Why do I need a Walmart Plus credit for a business card like this? Mind you, yeah, it might work. It might be the Amazon of shipping in terms of Walmart Plus. You might get the Paramount on top of it. But do I really need this? Is there no other credit you can give me on a business card besides Walmart Plus? Are you just going to sprinkle out Walmart Plus for me? Why? What, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it is what it is. I'm not going to be mad. At the end of the day, these are credits that offset the annual fee. That's what they do. They offset the annual fee, which will be $375 as of um, as of uh, uh, February 2024, February 1st, 2024. And on top of that, um, the, the credits go up to $395. So if you are wise and if you have the spend, because it's a lot of spend, um, you can get the card now at the $295 annual fee mark. Uh, and uh, you'll get these, these credits. So you'll basically get $100 in credits if you can use it. If you can use them, I would definitely um, say go for it. Uh, also, you get, you know, hopefully there's an elevated sign-up bonus. But right now, I think the um, the one on the page is uh, 70,000 points for $10,000 in spend in the first three months. So, hey, by all means, do what you got to do. It comes in rose gold. It comes in rose gold. Hey, there's there's that. I'm, I'm a fan of rose gold as... I said in a, in a previous uh, YouTube video, again, if you're watching the podcast, check me out, uh, JP Buffett on YouTube. But yeah, um, I, I, I I think that's fine. I, I do like aesthetics. Aesthetics are nice. But yeah, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our final story because I've been rambling about this one for a minute and I'm sure your ears are tired of hearing this part. But yeah, let's uh, move on to our final story here. So for our final story, we will be talking about the future of aviation. Now, when I say the future of aviation, I truly mean the future of aviation. Um, when we think about everything from uh, climate change, global warming, all these things, uh, gas guzzling cars. Um, also, you think you have to think about jet fuel. You have to think about the jet fuel that is used. People, there's a lot of planes flying. I don't know the exact numbers on this, but the point is we are moving towards more of an electric um, environment if you will. So there are many companies, this story is coming from Airline Geeks, um, and this story is over a week old, so it's not this week in points in travel, it's actually, uh, 
a few weeks back. But forgive me, I've been away for a little while, so I'm going to use the story anyways. But again, the history of aviation has changed over time. You have the Wright Brothers in 1903, stuff like that. You have up to now where you have, you could fit 150 people plus in a, a commercial jet and fly them across an entire ocean. It, it is mind-boggling to me. But like I said before, global warming, climate change is a real thing. And they're trying to remove these um, fossil fuels, these jet fuels and stuff like that um, in uh, favor of more environmentally friendly things like uh, batteries and stuff like that, which again, batteries with lithium and stuff like whatnot, it might pose its own problem, but it is a way forward. So you have companies like many of us know, like Airbus, uh, you also have new um, startups like uh, it's, it's aviation, which is a nice <laughs> play on words. Eviation, eviation is the name. Um, and there are many benefits of this. You know, the benefits like I was saying before, the environmental impact is one benefit of us going to a air to a uh, what's the word for us going to a more um, battery battery. That's what I'm looking for. Battery uh, model, you know, away from fossil fuels and engines uh, like that. Uh, also, noise pollution. I mean, I know when you hear uh, planes flying overhead, it can be really loud. You know, not best for people. And, you know, though, I, I will say, let's back up for a second. I Story time. I will say, I actually love, when I, t when I take off, I love the sound of takeoff. I love the sound of, 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 you know, just the jets roaring up as you're getting ready to take off. It, it never gets old. You know, I first started flying. I took my first flight when I was 18 years old. And since that point, I have loved every takeoff every landing in between i really don't care but the takeoff and the landing are great um, but i understand you know noise pollution is a real thing especially if you live near an airport having batteries because batteries are silent they're very quiet um is a way to go I actually uh took a i took a ride i took a, I, I rented the car it was a uh a jeep hybrid a jeep hybrid wrangler never get a jeep wrangler hybrid it's first off never get a jeep wrangler it's a terrible car uh, if you have a Jeep Wrangler, uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, not really. But if you have a G this car was hybrid. When I pressed the button, I was ready to hear, you know, the big car sound. But there was no big car sound. It was it was literally just like quiet. I'm like, I'm sitting there looking like a, like a dummy because I'm thinking, is the car on? What? No? Yes? Either way. It, that that was my story about that. But anyways, going back to it, it'll be silent. So re removing the noise pollution can definitely be a great um, plus for many people, for the environment, I'm, I'm sure. And obviously operation costs, you know, the cost of jet fuel is pretty expensive and, um, all these fuel surcharges and stuff like that. So you can definitely see this as a, as a, uh, you know, re reducing this cost, which might reduce the cost of tickets, though. I'm not sure, you know, I think if people, if companies get used to, uh, charging a certain amount, they might keep that though. Competition might bring that price down. I don't know. Um, but it, that could definitely be, um, an upside of having this but excuse me um a downside and the drawbacks the challenges we still have moving forward um one of the big challenges we have is battery technology you know you can even think about cars with this like you can't really get that far uh, on one charge in the car now i'd be damned if i'm going to get in a plane and oh we, we lost battery no no we're not we're not we're not losing battery so I think definitely for short haul flights that they might actually work, 
but you're not doing transatlantic flights. You are not going to do transatlantic flights in an electro electronic um, plane, you know, at least right now. Not, I don't know about the near future. I don't know. You need, I don't, how far is, is it across that ocean? 3,000 miles? A little more? I'm not sure. But yeah, like when you have to cross an ocean to get, you know, somewhere, you really need to make sure the battery can get all the way there. So I don't know what they're going to do with that, but this is one of the big challenges. Obviously, another challenge you have is infrastructure. Infrastructure is a is a main thing. You need places to charge these big planes. You need places, you know, and also like I will wonder, like the fact that you take so long to charge a car. You know, how long is it going to take to charge a plane? You got to get people from one point A to point B. And if your plane comes in. And you gotta say, wait, we can't take off yet. We need to charge the battery. Maybe they'll be, you know, like they'll switch batteries in and out. And again, there's a lot of safety and uh, stuff like that to go on. And obviously regulations, like I said, safety is a, gonna be a big thing. So they're gonna really have to look at the regulations on this. But I thought this was a funny, funny story. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, give me a comment uh, below. Let me know what you think about that. Um, I think this is pretty cool um, to see electric planes in the future. So we will, uh, only time will tell what's going to happen with that. But I think this is obviously the way everything is going. Everything is going to electric. Everything is going to battery powered and away from uh, fossil fuels, which I think is a really um, good thing to be, to be completely honest. But yeah, we're going to end that here. That was the podcast for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube uh, Music, wherever you're listening to this at. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave me a comment or in a like. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this as a podcast version, please leave me a review. And of course, guys, until next time. Peace.